0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Man Kit Lee. I'm here with my colleague and good friend Diana Chu. We're both therapists here in the Bay Area. Um, Diana, how are you doing today?
1: Hi. Hi, Lee. It's been a week.
0: <laughs> it has been yet another week, and here mm-hmm. we are. Um the the, the state in California is slowly reopening up. And just like a beautiful flower is also slowly closing (laughs) back down. We are (laughs) seeing some spikes right here. Kind of scary, right? We have like a
1: short bloom, a short
0: bloom, right? A little short. Like, ah, okay. No, no, no. So that's what happened. Uh, are so we were still in the houses, um, Mm -hmm. and making these wonderful podcasts for everybody and talking about very interesting topics. And of course, today's topic. Very interesting. Um, so Diana, I watched this video clip recently, and it's it's, it's kind of triggering for me, right? Mm-hmm. And what it was is uh, they sat down in an interview with several uh, Chinese women. They're not Chinese-American women. It's, it looks like they're Chinese women. And also, mm-hmm. there were a lot of Chinese men. And they asked these women, like, hey, if um, you're to be married or if you want to get married, uh, w- what would that look like for you? And these women said... Uh, well, my the guy would have to make this much money, would have to have a car, would have, a, have their own you know house, and these things are supposed to be under my name. And almost, of course, this is very generalization. I can't say like you know, all of them like this, but I think all of the women in this little mm-hmm. vignette, I guess. It's just like that. It's talk about the material cost, how much you know money the man must make. And when it kind of goes to the man's side, uh the men talk about how like, yeah, they don't make that much money, but then where's the love, where's the connection, right? Mm. And it kind of go back to women and they're like, well, connection doesn't matter if you're hungry. Mm. Right? Well,
1: I, I want to contrast with your video with a video that I watched. <laughs>
0: Tell me about the video you watched.
1: I watched a video where a guy was just like, really really rich which is in asia as well i think also in china and um he is actually handpicking uh girls which is like to buy them as like sugar daddy um like sugar babies and sugar kind of gross okay and so like what he's saying is that my mom has been has been teaching me since i was young that when i am successful when i have a car when i have money um i could actually have women and uh, and by doing and paying for sugar sugar babies um, then like he will be able to get that and he could be able to get younger girls and more attractive girls and uh, for him in the video, he said it's a win-win situation it's good for me, and it's good for them because they mm-hmm. are able to go to college and they could you know um, do their own thing as well so it's like we're having a conversation of a double-edged sword here.
0: I don't think it's a double-edged sword. I think it's a, I think it's just one sword, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's just one thing and it's one edge. And I think this is one thing. One, it's, it's an aspect of patriarchy mm. in Chinese culture. Yes. Now, Chinese culture is extremely patriarchal, right? Mm-hmm. And I think both of these scenarios are kind of manifestation of that patriarchal thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think the
1: patriarchal uh, thinking goes down to the surname. Tell me more. Like like the lineage of um, the family is only like moved forward um, by having the surname uh, that is passed down to a guy only, male only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that actually holds a lot of like the family history um, if you're able to pass down that surname to the, uh, the, the, the newer generation. And mm-hmm. I, th- like, I think that's um, the crust of it um, uh, with all these uh, patriarchal um, thinking.
0: I also think a big part of it has to do with um, the nature of wealth, right? Where wealth, Mm. how wealth is to be passed down. Now, of course, a surname definitely helps passing down wealth to your lineage. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: also, in a practical sense, if you look at a lot of laws in China, they do require like the passing down of like male heirs and so on and so forth. Yes. And of course, uh, not to mention the one child child policy, policy, right? Now we have a, a. Way too much Asian men. Like I mm-hmm. think uh, a recent study came out saying in the year 2020, there's over 30 million single Chinese men. They're, oh, that's
1: a lot. That's <laughs> a lot of
0: Chinese men. Very Asian, oh very goodness. single, very Chinese. Is there? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's very intense, very intense. And there there's a um there's a cultural word right we're very familiar with called Jing Leftover mm-hmm. women
1: sing, le sing,
0: sing yeah can you say more about that
1: um so like basically when you're around 30 you're you're leftover women <laughs> or you oh. could be a leftover guy I think mm-hmm. leftover women is more um, intense in terms of like the possibility of being leftover mm-hmm. because um, desirability is uh, women are younger um, more attractive uh, child rearing potentials, right? Um so with a guy who is like older, um, they might be uh singlam, which is like leftover men, but they still have a chance to bounce back if they got the money and status.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like if if you're thirty something years old and you don't have the money, you don't have the education, the mm-hmm. ass does, you're not you're unlikely to bounce back per se. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, I we think you have this, hope, oh, Go ahead, go ahead. We yeah, yeah, hope. hope. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's technically possible, <laughs> but like systematically, not so much. So, but no, you are, you're, yes, you're absolutely right. And I, it th- speaks to this idea that, um, all a women is, or all women are are valued based on their bodies and their value based on the capacity to produce children. Yes. Everything else is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Their uh, women's uh, um, intelligence, intelligence, you know, like personality, their, like, you know, love for family, love for society, everything that makes them human, right? So it's the complexity of a human being all gets stripped away than just, you know, sex and baby-making, right? Mm-hmm. And on the flip side for men is you know men's sexuality their compassion their love all that's relevant irrelevant and all that's left is how much money you make and mm-hmm. you're earning potential mm-hmm. right?
1: i kind of want to shift our thinking mm-hmm. uh, a little bit uh and going to evolution psychology mm-hmm. um because you're talking about the potential and like um you know like how we see you know gender um and like historically you know how like in um, humans, we really think about like resource gathering and uh, be able to get the ex- as much resources and the best gen- genetic selection for our own. So I'm wondering if this is like part of the evolution that we have right now.
0: I think there are some psychologists that argues that this is the way it should be for human evolution, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right how that patriarchy you should, like, should be the should norm. The, right? I'm not the, a name-drop the anyone rich there person. and pop smack, right? But I, I have read some articles that I, from psychologists that I thoroughly disagree with that support patriarchy, more or less, mm. right? And, um, I, I disagree. And here's the reason why I disagree. I think it is normal for societies that only maintain patriarchy, like I give you an example, right? If you look at more like the um Native American societies, if you look, look at the Amazonian societies where there's a more matriarchal system, right? Mm-hmm. Where the women body is more these de- like it's designed uh, better to adapt to the environment, right? So, in those societies, women are the hunters,
1: mm.
0: right? And they live in a very equal balance in terms of gender approach. So it's it's very different. So, so to say that it is a evolutionary next step for all of humankind, I think that's too much generalization. Mm-hmm. And we are looking in a modern society. Um, there's a study that compares um, chimpanzee to bonobos. Are you familiar with that? No, tell me more. Okay, so chimpanzees is very patriarchal, right? The biggest Chimpanzee wins. Male chimp is big, he has muscles, big boy, right? Yeah. Okay. Bonobos are very different. Chimpanzee resolve their conflict and stress by violence and domination. Bonobo, they just have a lot of sex. And I'm mm. a lot of sex. If there's stress, they resolve it through sex. And in bonobo society is a very matriarchal society, mm. right? Because the capacity to produce children is hailed as like the ultimate. Right, but you make more of us, of course. You know <laughs> this idea. So, th- th- what research have shown is that human society, at least modern human society, rep- like resembles but noble societies more, where we don't immediately result to violence. We find ways to escalate our stress, and mm-hmm. also there's this slow and progressive elevation of the f- the women's power.
1: Mm.
0: Right, so. I, I, I disagree with saying that you know the patriarchy is a normal step of evolution. What do you think?
1: <laughs> so I was just like thinking about what you were saying, and I was just like, well, wait, wait a second. Does that mean like we will have a longer time dating and potentially have sex with more people when compared to getting married and hunkered down eventually as a develop- more developed country?
0: That's interesting. It's an interesting thing. And I, I also think it's kind of happening like right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I remember my family, my parents' generation, they got married when they're 25. And I yeah. think my grandparents got married like in the early twenties. Um, and you, back, you can trace back in history, right? People yeah, get married like, in like fourteen, fifteen, right?
1: Yeah, that's also like life expectancy, right?
0: Yeah. So as life expectancy stretches, as resources become more abundant, mm-hmm. then we are more capable of achieving higher level of needs, right? Self actualization is no longer can I make babies, is can I make happy babies?
1: Mm. Can I can I have happy humans?
0: Yeah, exactly. Wow right mm.
1: that's a that's an interesting thought so so we so if that's being said, um what are the requirements to be married then
0: I think that's very subjective, right, and it's everyone to themselves, and i i myself um I firmly believe before I'm to have children, I'm to go through therapy to a point where I acknowledge. A lot of the baggage <laughs> that I grew up with, right? And then a Cut lot of that
1: intergenerational trauma. Down, yeah,
0: for sure. Like just trim, trim some of that intergenerational trauma down, <laughs> right? I acknowledge the kind of the BS that I still maintain within the self, mm-hmm. and be very mindful about what I do pass on to my children. And I feel like uh, that's something you kind of have to do. Right.
1: Yeah. And Lee, and, and the truth is, you're going to fail, and, you're, you're, and your child is not going to, it's going to like not like you. And then they realize that you tried their, your best, and then they will like you back again. And I think that's the nature of like what will happen.
0: It's going to, I'm going to fail spectacularly. It's going to happen. Right. <laughs> but at least, you know, I, I, I have a game plan.
1: You have a game plan. I have
0: a game plan. Who you?
1: I think, I think it is true. Like, um, I think maybe is because as a therapist or a psychologist, um, really thinking about like, um, intergenerational trauma, how my family influenced my, um, behavior and how it influenced how I see love and like how I see partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like I still remember when I go for go go on dating, like questions that I asked is like, oh, do you, do you, do you go to therapy? <laughs> like, oh, do you like, go to therapy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you work on your own stuff? You know, like yeah. Um, I just don't want your your shit to be projected on our shit. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, c- collective shit. I don- we don't want that. No, <laughs> we
1: don't want that. Um, and and I think um, it's it's there's a huge difference um to with people who um kind of like process. Um have their own process in different ways. it could be therapy, it could be um other ways of processing their own experiences mm-hmm. um but I think that's really important um that's the requirement for me
0: requirement for you excellent mm-hmm. yeah and i I do think it's important within that therapeutic realm for for us to kind of process through gender related issues. Um, mm. because I think in a marriage or in a partnership, right. Yeah. Uh, it will, it will, it will come up. It will come up. Um, again, I'll use myself as an example. And when I was a kid, I do remember my parents telling me that, Hey, you know, don't worry about girls, just go make the money. Mm. And when she the money, then, uh, girls will come to you. And also I was told like, uh, oh, she's a girl. She can't do that. As a guy, you need to do this for her. Mm. right?" And oh, I, just remembered, I just remember growing up just going, like, why are women so useless? Ooh. Yeah, I remember as, like, a, a little kid, as, like, a little kid asking my mom, Mom, why are women so useless? How come they can't open their own doors? What? Y- yeah, because oh. my dad was like, open the doors for women, and you need know, to hold things for women. And I'm like, why do I need to do these things? It, it, why can't they do it themselves?
1: That's very interesting because, like in in, uh, in contrast, mm-hmm, I actually mm-hmm. got educated in an all girls Catholic school. Oh, tell so, me more! I'm
0: so excited <laughs> to learn more. Okay,
1: <laughs> and um, and I think and I think I have a very different perspective because I'll be like, yeah, we can do our own stuff. Like mm. we we're able to. I I was into like drama and theater, and so I'm able. I'm able. We are all able to like. Carry that table up the stairs, or you know, like that kind of stuff. I, mm-hmm. I don't think there is much of a, uh, like even though the environment is very gendered, um, I don't think there is a, a feeling that women is less superior because everyone there is female and we do the task accordingly. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
0: And I actually learned about that later in life when I have, luckily for me, right, uh, Mm -hmm. I had wonderful, wonderful mentors growing up, my aunts and my teachers growing up in later elementary school that really kind of helped me correct some of these viewpoints that my, actually my grandmother and grandfather taught that to me about the whole door, you know, women need to be taken care of situation. They're like, hey, you know, Maybe that's, maybe that is normal for them, but it doesn't have to be normal for you. And then they encourage me to look out for women in power, right? Mm -hmm. Look out, look out for women who are stronger than I am, right? Who are leaders. So I was trained since that age to kind of keep an eye out for that, right? And it, Mm -hmm. it really helped me, um, kind of navigate through some of the, very gender bias thing I was fed. Now, I still have gender bias. I think all of us do. But mm-hmm. I think it's important to, again, relook really look into it and see, you know, what you believe in and if you want to pass it down to your children.
1: Yeah. This is such a process-related uh, podcast. And mm-hmm. um, while talking to you, I, I'm, like, trying to reflect on my own biases and my own upbringing and how it really impacts my decisions and and honestly it does impact um how i see things and especially passing down to younger generations and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy and effort to be conscious about it be aware of about it and and when there's an opportunity to be different um to fight that urge to to do that mm-hmm. um and and knowing that it's it's energy you know like consuming and i wonder like how other people who are not as um a therapist or as aware um i think a lot of things might slip through absolutely and and potentially like the the viewpoints it has to be shaped by uh different trends maybe i don't know another tiktok video um Mm -hmm. to, to talk about it rather than having the family or the parents to talk about it
0: yeah, for sure. And of course, there are more than two genders, right? We don't want to be mm-hmm. gender binary. And yes. I, this podcast, this particular episode only addresses, you know, cis male and cis females. So that's very yeah. specific we're talking about. So I'm, um, we're, we're I'm being very mindful not to generalize what we're talking about to people of different yes. experiences. Right. Yeah.
1: And I think it's a whole different um, uh, experience when there is, uh, uh, the LGBTQ community involved in this conversation mm-hmm, absolutely, and, and um, how uh, gender identification and uh, how it impacts uh, marriage as well.
0: And I think to kind of wrap things up, kind of going back to the purpose of this podcast is for you know, therapists to really look at themselves and relook really mm-hmm. look at ourselves as a field, right? And If, if you were to kind of look at the trend of psychotherapy in the past like 50, 60 years, you would know, you may notice that more and more women got into the psych field, not psychiatry, psychology, Mm. right? A lot more women got into psychology. And you will notice that as more women get into psychology, the lower psychologists get paid.
1: (gasps) Yes, that's so true.
0: Right. And if you look at psychiatry, it's ch- psychiatry, which is still relatively dominated by white men, right, it goes up, all right. So it's very interesting how, like, when we deem something a "quote unquote" women's job, it goes down. And as much as we want to say, "Oh, we're therapists, we know what we're doing," do we really though?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I do. Do you?
0: <laughs> I I have no idea what I'm doing. So everybody, let's follow Diana, and we'll be all you good. Take care, everybody.
1: Take care.